Thank you for joining us today. My name is Maccabee Griffin. And I'm Marcella. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we take the well-known adage, read between the lines to a whole new level and beyond. Each week we sit down with a new author to not only discuss one of their books, but also learn the story behind the story. Well, we've had a lot of authors on our show who have wanted to do nothing but help our listeners become their best selves. To finally give ourselves permission to get up and attack life like it was our last day on earth. Some more psychologically, others emotionally, and even some spiritually. But nothing like our next guest. His book, Get Up, Encouraging You to Attack Life, a Mark Hayford power book, is a no-holds-barred approach to getting you to change your mindset and your life. I will say that if you get offended easily, this is definitely not the book for you. He doesn't pull any punches with his approach. And the funny thing is, especially when he goes on his literal rants uh, between the chapters, is that he's not telling you anything you don't already know. Because all he's doing is holding up a mirror for you to see the truth about who you've already been avoiding. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado... I give you the raider of your trenches, Mr. Mark Hayford. Mark? Yo, what's up, squad? Thanks for having me on, guys. Hi, Mark. How we doing? You know what you didn't do, Mac? What What didn't I I do? do? Not you, Mark. Mac. Hey, Marcella. You didn't even talk to me. I know. Wow. (laughs) So for all the listeners, there was a little sibling rivalry going on before we hit record, but it's all good. This happens every day. But he usually says hi to me. So since he's not saying hi to me, I'm not sure I'm going to speak to him today. Oh, goody. That means I'll actually have control of the show today. Yay. It's not going to happen. You know that. You keep dreaming. So so this is going to be fireworks right out the gate. That's what's going down, right? Oh, yeah. Every single time. time. This is the reason why people listen to the show. (laughs) It's That's literally the reason why. They're like, wow, you guys are... What is going on with you two? It's like, eh, it's sibling rivalry. It's just but, how it is. But you always work it out. And that's what counts. Oh, yeah. We always do. Yeah. I, who said that? <laughs> I'm just going Mom, with it. Mom. All right. Well, anyways, Mark, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate it. Could you please introduce yourself to our listeners? And you know what? Tell something to them that no one knows about you. All right. Thank you. Well. I guess, um, you know, very appropriate for what we're doing here. I'm a, I have three books. All three books have hit number one um, on Amazon. So three-time best-selling author, former pro wrestling ref with the WWE. I've owned and operated my own DJ company for the last 20 years. I have a radio program that's Philadelphia-based. It's the Get Up Power Hour. I have the Get Up Podcast, which is now heard in 40 different countries, which blows my mind. Um, I do lots of motivational talks. I know that's taboo for the motivational speakers that don't want to be known as motivational, which I say is crap. We can get into that later. And so I do motivational talks. I think in 2022, if we do need anything, it's some encouragement and empowerment. And that's what I like to do. I like to speak life over people. So I work at businesses, sports teams, schools, love speaking to the youth because I feel like they need it. You know, all the stuff we've gone through in the past couple of years 
take all that crap and dump it on po- on top of a um, an immature, non fully formulated mind of a of a teen or young adult. All the hormones and stuff and things going on. So I feel like we all need it, but they especially need it. Um, so that it's kind of a mixed bag. I'm a veteran in the U.S. Armed Forces. Lots lots of different hats that I've worn in my past. So I I, that's, I like to incorporate that in my writing and my podcast and really just use that to you know, swim in some different seas and and touch different people all with the message of get up, you know, encouraging you to attack life. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, I I knew you were going to ask me that question, something about myself that, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, there, there's, you know, I was, I was wondering, okay, what direction do I go with this? Cause I, I do like to, you know, always, I always try to make moves where my future self is going to thank me for. Right. And I always like to try to, to, to go ahead and, and just have different life experiences. I mean, I don't want to be 95 and have regret of, of stuff that I didn't do. Right. So, um, you know, I was like, okay, I could talk about how for years I've been a football coach, a head coach of a, um, thriving middle school program, big one out here in Pennsylvania. That's a big feeder program up into one of the big high schools. Um, last year was my first year of not doing that for about 15 years coaching in general. I was thinking maybe I could talk about the time where I, I did stadium security for the New York Giants, met some celebs and did all that. But I, I think what what's something that I never talk about, it's never in a bio, it's never something that ever comes up, but get ready for this one. It's a little different. I'm a former lead vocalist for a Christian rock band. And I don't mean like, hey, I'm talking like, ah! like, you know, Van Halen meets Jesus, like, like holy water and leather pants. Bang a gong, let's get it on. That that's you know, and we played all different, you know, festivals and fairs and churches. We even played the Wachovia Center where the Sixers play out in Philadelphia. So you know that that that's kind of like late two thousands, like two thousand eight nine ish. But you know, there you go. <laughs> you know, I I think it, it's funny how a lot of people when I tell them my story, they're like, "You have such a colorful background. You should write a book." I'm like. After hearing you, I'm like, no, not even close. No, man, not that's not close. true at all. I don't even believe you because you know why? <laughs> I, I really do believe this. I believe everybody's got a different path, a journey, a story. Like it doesn't it's it's never com- it shouldn't never be. It always is, but it should never be the comparison game. I think that's damaging. Right. I think that's dangerous. And that's why so many of us don't like so many of us stop before the start. You know what I mean? Like we don't, we don't try, we don't play all out. We don't, we just kind of, because, Oh, this person, they're all living in freaking filters. I literally just dropped the the crappiest looking video of me looking like I'm ready to die at the gym. Okay. I'm unshaven. I look like I slept on, on the, you know, on a back of a bus for like a month and a half. And maybe I've eaten lunch once in that month. And I just put it up. Cause like, let's stop pretending like no, it's messy. Like it's complicated. There's things. So don't be afraid to step into who you are, or try different things or talk your truth. Like, you know, if, if we had to, you know, keep a little tab of or score of who, who did what and who do who cares? Like, I'm sure there's so many things that both of you guys have done that I've never done or the next person hasn't done or the next woman. has. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we all have different stuff. And that's what makes this awesome. It's all like, you know, look, you're going to make tacos. You put in the salt, you put in the pepper, you put in the paprika, you put in the ta- But it doesn't work if you don't chop up some onions, right? Onions can't do what the salt and pepper do, but they can't do what the onion does. So there's that. That's true. So Marcella, yeah, so many layers. So Marcella, before we get started, listen to him and, and uh, stop trying to have me compare to you because it's not going to happen. Because I do anyway. See what I mean? 
See what I mean? It's I don't get involved in the sibling rivalry. I just... <laughs> there, you go. there you go. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, yeah. Smart man. Smart man. I'm, I'm smart so... enough to not be dumb in this instance. He's, he's spoken to me. He knows. He knows that. This is how we we kind of bonded, right, right Mark? We, we, I ain't messing with stories. you, Boo. I know. Yeah, I am. I'm not messing with you. I'm. I'm just here for the ride. So there you go. <laughs> That's usually how it goes with anybody when it comes to Marcella. So you know, I it, it's fun. You know, we have fun with this. I love her to death. She loves me in some way, shape, or form. But I digress. But we're here to talk about you, okay? So I want to get into your book because this is something of a mixture between. And don't take this the wrong way, uh, between SNL's Stuart Smalley, George Clooney, with a hint of Louis Black. Now, I say this because as caring as you are, you aren't going to pull any, any punches. And it's this type of reality that needs to be used to attack many people's defensive egos. Hmm. That way, they can actually realize what they're really doing to themselves and make the change that they need in their lives. But as you put it, many people have chastised you for how you approach people because either you're being too unrealistic or you're being too harsh and unempathetic. Why do you think this is? Because we're soft. We're so soft. Like what I tell my kids is I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear all the time. Like I'm here to comfort you, but I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. Right. So why why am I go if I'm going to be paid to go speak in front of a group or if I'm going to go travel or if I'm going to stand in front of 500 students, I didn't show up to waste our time. It's the most precious commodity we have, which is part of the get up message. You know, if I had to travel to do this, I would like to think like I've done thousands of other times before I would make it home to my wife and kids. But that's not the case. We are so freaking arrogant as people like we just act like we get more time, like we got all the time in the world, like we're guaranteed 100 years with all our loved ones around us on our deathbed. It don't work like that, Jack. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we, man, it, it's, we are live, right? We are not, this ain't dress rehearsal. This ain't, this ain't like take two. Like it's your life. Like you could start now, like go live it. And a lot of people get uncomfortable with that because it's not, maybe it's the packaging or maybe it's, I'm a little aggressive or maybe I don't care because I'm going to get your attention and you're going to listen. Right. So, I mean, I'm just, I cannot do anything other than real. I just, I just, I'm going to say my thing the way I say it. And listen, it's okay. Not everybody, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but sometimes you want a latte. Hey, right. So it's all good. Just do what I do. Whoever can vibe to it or, you know, whoever, whoever is attracted to my message. Well, those are my people, right. And my people are going to vibe with my message and that may not be everybody. And that's okay. That's okay. Cause as long as they can vibe with someone else's message, that's going to encourage them. I think that's what's important. And, and, you know, I love this because it is, it is so true. Everything you've said is true. And a lot of people don't want to see what's in the mirror because either they're afraid of it or they just, they're disillusioned mm -hmm. on what is really in the mirror comparative to what they're seeing. And they don't want to get rid of that fantasy that they've created in this world. But the reason why I was saying all of that was because it, it, it fits into your book. It really does fit into your book because I love how the first thing people read, and I quote, rant number one, rant number two, and so on. To me, this is something that a lot of people need to hear. 
she I needed to hear this like a decade ago, let alone yesterday. But as you say, that's life. But what stood out to me through all this entire rant in the first rant that you had was, and I quote this, I'm sure they would gladly inherit your problem quickly for an opportunity. One more day, one more step, one more breath, one more chance. My question to you is, what was going through your head when you were writing this rant that made you write these specific words? That's a great question. Um, so it, it's kind of the the backbone of the get up message, I believe. Now, looking back, you know, a lot of writers will tell you that their writing is therapeutic for them. So I didn't realize that, you know, there's increments of this book that is therapeutic. But my father, who goes uh, goes back to that, my father um, was my childhood hero, Vietnam vet. Right. We didn't have a lot growing up in northern New Jersey, but he always took care of my mom. My brother and I did the best he could for our family. And here, here was a guy who, when, you know, he had his heyday, he was uh, into cross country and he was ranked like nationally, you know, he was in the top 20 of the East coast or something like that back in the sixties. Um, well now it's, you know, I'm a young teen and he comes down with MS multiple sclerosis. And I had to watch my childhood hero basically decline from someone that I looked up to to someone who basically became bedridden with this disease. And what a fighter my dad was. I mean, he had the disease for 30 years and he passed away uh, January 1st, 2007. So he literally for 30 years, three decades fought MS um, like a champion, you know, and I just look back at his life and so many opportunities where um, I'm sure, I'm sure he would have, you know, any crap that so many of us deal with, he would say, yep, I'll trade you. I'll trade you right now. You know, so when I don't feel like it or I'm not in the mood or maybe I'm not 100 percent, I'm still better than he was. So I how dare I disrespect him and his memory by holding back and not playing out to full capacity, at least to the best that I can while I can. So that, you know, I think he was somehow not that I was outwardly outwardly thinking of him and that moment. But as I look back and hear you read it and as I give my talks and use the examples, that's exactly where that came from. And I believe, you know, through the path that my father had was the, the seeds being planted of the, what's now the get up message. I understand exactly what you mean. You know, my dad passed away back in 2002. He was a Vietnam vet. He just, he was at a job for 30 years that he hated. He was a correctional officer hmm. and he hated every single minute of it, but he only did it was the reason why he did it was because it had good benefits. He was a single dad. And so I noticed how, how he was during his life until he retired. And you could tell day and night, he was so much happier after he left. And he was able to do certain things before he did pass away. Um, he got to enjoy finally finding the love of his life. And he was happy to be able to travel. He was happy to go to antique malls and and all these things to find cookie jars and and glassware and all these little things. And it was fun to just to see his face, especially now that I'm looking back at it, to realize how happy he really was when he finally did something he was proud to do. And. It, it brings me to a couple of words at the at the end of 
chapter one, and it is turn the page, read on, and keep fighting. These words pretty much sum up everything in the first chapter. In it, you talk about everything that makes us human, dealing with frustrations, fear, hopelessness, etc., and then use these weapons of hope, faith, relentlessness. You use these to combat these feelings every single day. So my question to you is, what makes your approach so different or even better than others like minded that have books on, on the market such as yours? I don't know if the message is better than others because um, a lot of people have a message and many people have fantastic messages that they need to get out that are going to empower and inspire and motivate people and, and get them, you know, living their lives in the right direction. I just think people really appreciate authenticity and isn't it so fleeting today? We're in the information age. You should call it the BS age because you got to sift through everything to get to the truth. And I, you know, something that, that, I may have looked at as a uh, Achilles heel when I first thought about writing a book actually became my strength when I realized how to lean into it. Never took a formal writing class. I think I failed English when I was a kid and I speak English. So that's kind of whack, but you know, look, it, it's all, I didn't have a blog or any of this stuff and I'm going to write a book. How's that going to happen? Right. And, you know, I think in the beginning, I really had this cause I, I'm a personal growth junkie. I, I like to read my face off. There's so many different, you know, hundreds and hundreds of books out there that, that have inspired me over the years. And I just look at it and think to myself, I need to not compare what I can do or what I'm going to do with anything else that's out there. I just need to do me. So by not trying to be the next Napoleon Hill and just by being the Mark Hayford guy, Mark with a C, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's that's some of the quote unquote beauty of the book where there's no BS. It's pretty straightforward. I wrote it exactly how I speak. It's it's probably on a fifth grade level, which some people would look at as embarrassing. I think it's a, it's actually a, a you know, that, that's a benefit because more people can be exposed to it. You don't have to feel like, yeah, you need two master's degrees to even crack the cover. So yeah, I just think maybe it's packaging and it's straight talk and it's real talk. I mean, again, everything that I'm saying, I, I completely buy into and believe. And it sounds like a lot of other people out there do as well because they they have had successes, whatever that looks like for them, through this message. And it's it's humbling for me. It's funny, Mark, that you say that because that was one of the things that attracted me to you and, and as a person, that you're so direct. You don't mince any words and you see people. You definitely can see people. So, um, you know, I spent a lot of time listening in on, on talks on Clubhouse and and a lot of it's fluff. Mm. It's a, a lot of it's fluff. Um, there, I mean, there are just so many people who, you know, this is this and buy my book and buy my program. And it, it it's just so unattractive. I mean, and here you are, here you are at this level and you're saying it's, you know, like a fifth grade level, but I would read that before I would read Napoleon Hill. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's crazy about that? When I first got the book, right? It's 150 pages and my last book, Light Up the Darkness, or ish, right? And my last book, Light Up the Darkness is, is about the same. And that was unintentional. Just kind of like, I think it's like, 
it's like if I play golf, like I don't want to play 18, I'm done at nine. Like I'm good. You know what I mean? So I think about 150 pages, all I got in me per book. I don't know. But here's the thing. When I got my first book, it's kind of like, I'd imagine it's like giving birth to your first baby. I don't know what that's like, but you know, I, I have kids. I just didn't physically birth them. But when you receive that that box and you unveil it and you open it up and you hold your baby and you're like, wow, this is it. I was so disappointed when I got get up. I was like, holy mother, like this book is so thin. It looks like a leaflet that you could leave on the back of your toilet next to the reader's digest. I'm like, what is it? I thought I was writing the next war and peace. I thought it was going to be like the Bible, this thick book, right? And it was 150 pages, it's paperback. My wife was like, okay. And she's always right, by the way. So I have to just plug that and put it on here. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Yes, that's experience, fellas. Okay. All right. So <laughs> pro tip, your wife's always right. Um, my wife was like, hey, dum-dum, um, this is what people want, like to your point, right? They don't want th- this monster, overwhelming looking thing that's going to take them five years to get through. So when I looked at it like that, I said, oh, again, you're right. No. So it, it's cool. And and she was right because it, it is a quick read. It is straightforward. It is easy. I've heard from people that they just pick it up, put it down. They need a little shot of, you know, some dynamite, right? They'll pick it up and they'll, they'll go to chapter three, whatever, re- boom, rip through it. 15 minutes, good, and get on with your day. So that was very nice to hear, you know, because you don't know how your creation is going to be received or if you just wrote it for yourself or if other people are going to vibe on it. So I was happy to hear that it's helped so many people. And, and part of that magic might be because it, it's not overly complex. Or wordy or, and and I I use that word because, you know, when I try to sit down with my little one and read something, she'll look at it and she'll say, it's really wordy. Mm. And, and she's in the fifth grade yeah, and she's got the um, comprehension of a college student when it comes to reading. Mm. So something like this, she would enjoy because she doesn't have to take it apart. Mm. I love hearing it. Yeah. Well, so that's what I'm talking about. Um, my my next question, you you actually touched on it. I wanted to ask how has your wife read it? Has your your family read it? And what were their thoughts? You know, I believe Steven Steven Tyler from Aerosmith when he's sitting around on his couch with jeans on, barefoot, eating chips and salsa, his wife looks at him like he's a moron. You know what I mean? But he's Steven Tyler, like. Gah, 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 gah! You know what I mean? You can't be a preacher in your own land. So, so it's like, yeah, dad's wrote another book. Yeah. yeah. He's speaking to a couple thousand people here. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's cool. Yo, dad's on another radio show. Yeah. Whatever. It's just kind of like got desensitized to it. No, honey, I don't want to go see you talk this time. I saw you last week. Okay. <laughs> they're so supportive. So I'm going to say that. I don't want, I don't want to paint this, this broad brush that they're a bunch of jerks that I live with. No, my kids are very supportive. My wife is very supportive. They believe in the message. They, they appreciate it, but they live with me. You know what I mean? So like, this is cool if you're listening to this, but 24 seven, maybe not minus a nap or two. So yeah, they're supportive from a distance. That's your answer. <laughs> I, I I definitely get that because I I actually yesterday was which was funny is that I was writing uh, a story for a previous guest because I love creating characters and telling the story through that and I was having my son who's fifteen actually reading it and he has ADHD so I already knew I was going to get that but it was like j- just like like Luna is with her reading. My son Jackson is the same way. He's he's like, he may be a 
you know, a freshman in high school, but he's still got that mentality of like a, ju- a junior in college. Mm. And he was looking at it. It's like, dad, this doesn't make sense. Dad, you need to do this. Dad, you need to do this. Like, well, after all the grammar issues, what did you think about the story? He's like, it was okay. Yeah. I'm like, really, dude? Okay. Like, did you like it? What did you? And he's like, well, I like this, but other than that, that was pretty much it. I'm like, thanks, kid. Appreciate it. I give it to some, I give it to, um, I give it to the the guest, and she's like, I love this. This is amazing. I think it's ah. really cool. All this, I'm like, why can't I get that at home? And then, just like you said, it's like, yeah, we're still considered morons being the dads to our. our well, well, here's the thing. To your point, when I do drop something. And, you know, my teenage kids are like, ooh, or my wife's like, oh, that's good. And I'm like, OK, like, like that's that's a banger. Like that one has to get out because if they if they like uh-huh. it <laughs> and they live with me, you know, then it's going to be something that you can serve up to the universe and, you know, kind of drop it out there. So but I've, I've learned to, you know, look, you can't hurt me. I'm married. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> so, but they are they are supportive. It's just, you know, they, they let me do my thing and, and definitely cheer me on, which is amazing. Yeah, and I get that too, and I, I'm sure. Yeah, I get that from Marcella as well. But you know, <laughs> see that <laughs> you get what it, from Marcella? That that right there. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, Mark Hayford slowly steps away from the microphone. Yeah, <laughs> just run, just run, dude, just run. Uh, no, but I think honestly, the way that you you've been putting this together. It is something I really liked. I didn't. I didn't care if it was a you know if someone thought it was a fifth grade level. the The message is simple. It's to the point, and it's upfront and personal. And that's what makes it a good book. For my final question, I wanted to keep it keep it real close to this. It's like you keep telling people about being in the trenches with them, and going through the same emotions the same spiritual warfare, et cetera. So my question to you is what excuse have you struggled with the most in your life? And if you have, how did you conquer it? Wow. Great question. Um, I don't know as much of an excuse. I think it's more of an obstacle to overcome. You know, Um, for me, I I think that would be, not saying that I'm bad at it or anything, but but time management is definitely a challenge in today's day and age. We have 50 million things going on. We are living in the noisiest of noisiest time in the history of our planet. I write about this in another rant in my later book, uh, Light Up the Darkness. You know that that's where it's hard, where you got to balance. You know, everybody's out here trying to win. Um, how do you do that with balance? When you're married and you have kids and you have interest and you're a human being and sometimes you don't feel like it or, you know, you're not 100 percent or that couch looks comfy and the donut is going to taste better than the treadmill is going to feel or whatever it is. Right. I mean, it's it's I think that's the challenge. It's it's the time management. It's daily. It's every single day putting in the work. And, you know, people always say to me, like, oh, Mark, you're such a positive person. Like, we always like this. I'm like, no, I grew up in New Jersey. (laughs) But no, the whole Jersey shout out to my peeps, Jersey strong. But here's the deal. I really do believe 
it it's you know people talk about positivity like it's puppies and rainbows and cupcakes no 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 being positive means that you're not sticking your head in the sand while it's the sky's falling and you're pretending everything's great that's fake happiness positivity means you've dealt with some crap like you've walked through the fire like nobody gets out unscathed we all got scars right we got stuff we all but how you handle your stuff ultimately is how you're going to be remembered people with the most adversity who can fight through it and come back we love that we love the comeback story we love rudy we love rocky you know what i'm saying so here's the thing and i don't mean to be yelling and spitting at you guys but i'm just i get like very passionate about this it's you know positivity is like going to the gym you don't go to the gym once and you're like whoa guns for life baby boom boom welcome to the show two tickets like that's not how it works like you got to go again and again and again and again and again all the time. And yes, we're not machines. Even machines break. Yes, you need a break sometimes or to take a breather, but it's that consistency which helps people win and get successful at whatever it is that they're looking to do, whether to start something or to quit something, right? And I just really do believe that being positive is the same thing. I really encourage everybody that's out there listening, listen, do some personal growth, do some self-help, do something that's going to fill you up and good for you. Take yourself on a date, go listen to a podcast, go read that book. We are in the information age. So find something that's that a message that's going to inspire you and help you vibe and do whatever it is that you want to do, because we're not here forever, right? So while you're here, let's do some, put 15 minutes a day. And if you were to put in 15 minutes a day, do you know what you have? 23 hours and 45 minutes to do whatever other kind of crap you want to do the rest of your life. But you do that for 15 minutes a day, whether it's a gratitude journal, whether it's, you know, something that's going to mind your mind and help you grow and step past boundaries. Listen, come talk to me in 30 days. You're going to be a changed person. You're going to have a different mindset, a different attitude. And that's dope. That's what it's about. That's awesome. Um, I had another question. I know you do. My question was because you just said, you know, take 15 minutes and then, you know, do it, do it. What's next for you? What's next for me? Well, I already know. <laughs> well, there, there's a handful of things going on, right? I mean, we talked about one of the projects I have going on a, a, a different type of book, but the, you know, the one thing that, that is, that's more labor of love. That's in the, the background at the moment, constantly worked on, but I do have more books than me. I do have the Get Up podcast, which is in 40 different countries. You know, they just put my radio show back out there in Philadelphia marketplace. And here's the thing, um, man, again, getting in front of groups and speaking and getting this message out is so important to me. Like Zoom's cool. This is great. I know we're in different states and everything. We get to see each other. Hi, maybe I have, you know, underwear on. Maybe I don't. Doesn't matter, right? Because you can only see my shoulders up. But here's the thing. There's an energy that you can't replace from connectivity, from community, from people getting together. And while things have opened up, I think if we learn anything during a global pandemic, it's the fact that we do need each other. We should come together. And so many people need to be encouraged, inspired, motivated. That is what I do. And I'm just on a freaking mission to get in front of as many human beings as I can, especially, like I said, the youth, but as many people as I can to give them this perspective of of playing all out. In fact, the message that, look, you're not here simply to just survive. Like we're meant to thrive. We all have some type of greatness, some type of gift, some type of purpose. And you have to lean into that. You have to believe that you're not here by accident. Hmm. So yeah, right now my, my purpose is mobility, getting out in front of people, a lot, a lot of people as quickly as I can and speaking life into them. I knew you were going to say that. Thank you. Because you're smart. Pretty smart. Don't butter her up. It's not going to work. 
You know, I have my own cheering section. <laughs> How much did she pay you? Oh, I just, I just know not to, not to, you know, poke the tiger in the cage, right? That's how you get bit. So I'm just, I'm just being nicer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take that. Hey, none of us get out unscathed, but you know, I'm close to getting out unscathed of this podcast. So we're gonna keep it that way. I don't want. To... <laughs> it's never fun if I'm the only one that's getting hurt in this. So I guess it depends who you ask, right? That's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Exactly. Yep. All right, go for it. So we got two last questions for you. You ready? Ready. I don't know why he likes to call this a rapid fire because everybody stops and thinks. Yeah, I keep throwing it. <laughs> Why do you keep saying this every week, every episode? You say the same thing. It's funny. Ah. Okay. What is your writing kryptonite? My writing kryptonite. Well, to go back to you know some things we talked about a little earlier in the podcast, I Mm -hmm. think I don't think I have one at the moment because I write when I become inspired. And a lot of people ask me, "Well, how do you write a book? How do you write a book?" And uh, I tell them, you know, it's very basic, but it. That kind of works, that recipe, right? It's kind of like if you have a puzzle in a box. Well, you can't put the puzzle together when it's in a box. You've got to dump the pieces out on the table, okay? So your book are all these puzzle pieces and, and you know, the box is your head. you got to get these words out, whether it's onto your MacBook Pro, onto your, you know, if you're going old school writing, whatever it is, get these ideas out. It doesn't need to be pretty. It doesn't need to make sense. Get them out so you can see them from a different view. You can come back later. Then you can edit and fix and patched work together and you know this is great this sucks whatever but for me writing kryptonite i think again in the beginning was the thought of i had to live up to a certain expectation or level or produce it a certain way or have it presented a certain way and when i got rid of that and leaned into exactly who i am and not try to make it pretty and filter it up and whatever and go here you go boom do you know do you know what get up has right now this book has sold thousands and thousands of copies it went number one in four hours four hours from its release it jumped over gary vaynerchuk it jumped over jack canfield had something it disrupted the top 10 it was there for like you know not not for like a minute for like part of a, a good part of a full week of being number one you know bestseller personal growth it has two typos in the book i know what they are i know where they are and i refuse to change them and it's a source of contention in my house. It was. My wife was like, dude, like you want to have your best work out there. Like it's very easy to edit and get it done. And I agree with her. And that's after two rounds of editing, by the way. It's not just like I served up some crap and dumped it out there and saw what happened. Like this is, you know, very professionally done, pulled together. But there are still, as most books have, two typos. And it's funny because there's a lot of people out there that never cheer you on when you're winning, but they love to point stuff out when you trip up, right? They're like, hey, did you know I'm paid? <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. But you bought it, right? So, you know, thanks for thanks for giving me the update. But what are your thoughts on it? Did you get anything out of it, right? Here's the thing. Those typos stay there because that book is not perfect and neither am I and neither is anyone listening. But guess what it is? It's number one. So I think that message needs to go out there that it's never perfect, but sometimes it's pretty baby. So my writing kryptonite was having the thought that I had to live up to a certain expectation and melting that kryptonite when realizing that I didn't. That's a great answer. That's a new one. It's a great question. A new one. Uh, Last question. Is there a, a quote that you, that you like, that you love, that you subscribe to that helps you to keep going. 
No. No, I'm kidding. Um, you know what? <laughs> All through Get Up, Light Up the Darkness, you know, I, I love quotes from so many. I use so much pop culture references in my books because I think people enjoy that too, and that helps, you know, whether we're talking Michael Jordan, Katy Perry, uh, Abraham Lincoln, like everybody you know, can vibe on something, right? And, you know, there's so many great ones out there. And by the way, if you're writing a book and you're looking to quote someone, fact check your quotes. Learn that the hard way. <laughs> but I will tell you, um, one one uh, one quote, Ben Benjamin Franklin, Big Ben, had so many great quotes. One quote from him was, most people die at the age of 25 and do not get buried until 75. Don't do that. You know, live your life. Live your life. Don't wait for everything to be perfect. Don't wait till every typo is out. Don't wait till you ask 50 of your unsuccessful freaking friends and family members what they think you should do with your life. Go live your life. Go do it. Go follow a passion. Now, another one, Steve Jobs said it too. He says, you better love what you do. You better have passion for what you do because it's going to get hard and you're going to quit. So out of those two guys, I say listen to those two, right? <laughs> so there's that. I would definitely agree on those. Man, th there's so much, there's so many gems of wisdom here. And um, I, I think it's, this is going to be one of those that a lot of people are going to listen to and they're going to hear it. And, you know, th this podcast is never perfect. I, I, I do that on purpose. I, I, we leave it this way specifically because just like you said, it's real. We, we're not going to be somebody that actually just sits out there and just, oh, we're going to ask you these specific questions every time. It gets boring. No one wants to hear it. And it's it's not not who we are. We're, we're I'm weird. I'm crazy. I have a point with that. Marcella taught me how to be weird and crazy. So. It's one of those things, and we have fun with it. So, you know, Mark, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It was definitely fun having you on here. The floor is yours. Please tell everyone where they can get your book, any special events that you are, are a part of, where they can find you on social media, anything you'd like to show uh, close the show with. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you guys for making this a comfortable atmosphere. I've been in some pretty pretentious spots with people that have interviewed me or TV, radio, all that. And um, you guys are very chill. It's a great vibe here. It really is just like kind of sitting and kicking back and having some conversation. So I do appreciate that. I know your listeners do too. Uh, as far as me, look, it's Mark Hayford, Mark with the C H A Y F O R D.com. Check out my website. we got everything there from, you know, three, best-selling books baby we got two on audible hey you can uh check out the speaker reviews lots of cool pictures and videos but i'm also on all social media literally everything from tiktok to linkedin and in between so if there's a social media out there i'm on it some blow up pretty big some it's like i, I tweet and there's cobwebs so whatevs you know <laughs> it's like it's a tumbleweed goes through in my twitter okay who cares right do your thing there's only so much time in a day, but Hey, if you're out there in social media, you want to connect with me, especially on Instagram or something like that, shoot me a DM and say, you heard me on this podcast, you know, tag me up and that's it. Let's connect. Let's connect. And I'm always down to come speak to your group, your team, your school, whatever. Let's go. Let's get up.
All right, Marcella. Oh, you're talking to me now? I could not if you want to, you know. I could just close the show myself. It's fine. Okay. Oh, she's going to play this. Okay, well, fine. So my thoughts on this is uh, Mark is definitely someone that is very upfront to the point. He doesn't mix words. Everything is just straight in your face. Like I said earlier, you know, he's a little bit of Stuart Smalley, he's a little bit of George Carlin, and a whole lot of Lewis Black in this. So I I warned you, he warned you. If you're if you're one that gets offended very easily, it may not be yours. There's plenty of other ones out there, but uh I'm between I've got a couple of other ones besides his, but I think his is starting to be uh number one on my on my bookshelves too when it comes to this so i'm definitely going to do that i'm definitely going to say that marcella would you like to say anything i think you said it all you know how you like to talk yeah but um i knew that mark would be a really great addition i spoke with him actually weeks ago about this right mark i spoke weeks ago and um and I said, you know what? I need to get him on. I knew you would like him. Actually, you you pretty much like everybody I bring on the show. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. trust your judgment. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much it. I I'm just uh, I'm glad that he was able to come on. He's he's an incredible human being in general, and I enjoy talking to him on um you know on platforms on a one on one basis and and the book. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to reading it. How often do I say that? That's <laughs> Very rare, very rare. Very rare. Um, but no, I, I, I'm glad that we did this. I'm, and thank you again, Mark. I'm just, um, I'm so pleased. That's well, that's you know what? I think that's one of the best ways to uh, close the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to us again, especially our rants here and there. Um, so, as I always say, keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.